Hello, you little pink glow, and welcome to episode 103 of Hungry in Kentucky. I'm not going to lie to you guys, I'm going to stop right there and say that I almost said, welcome to Girls Bear Sports. It's <laughs> <laughs> because you're in the same space. Yeah, I've been here a lot. Um, but anyway, I'm Sarah, and I'm coming to you from Fort Lewis Studios, joined by my Bluegrass Bourbon and Eats blogging partner, Renee. Hello, guys. And then also, Carrie's here. Still recovering from the derby party. I mean, recovering in the sense that you're still eating chicken tenders. God, we're still eating everything. That fridge is just, our fridge is just packed full of food. We had so much food. Like, you want to talk about food? We had a ridiculous amount of food at that thing. I think everybody brought at least two dishes, at least. I only brought one. And I'm pretty sure that we had about 25 people. Mm -hmm. So... Too much food. Yeah. Too many cooks, would you say? Too, ma- too, too many, many cooks. cooks. Too <laughs> many cooks. <laughs> yeah. 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 But it was a good time. A good time, I think, was had by all. Mm-hmm. You won the basket. I did. Won the basket. And an additional glass. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, because I can't eat bourbon balls, I gave the bourbon balls to your mom. Well, there you go. And she appreciated them. There you go. Yep. Did you win any money? No. See, what had happened was, I was busy all morning, and then... As I was turning into your house, I was like, I don't have any cash. Uh, Not one dollar. Somebody would have loaned so. you some. Yeah, but then I would have had to owe somebody. Uh, all right. you, I'm all forgetful. Right. I would have forgotten to pay them all back. Right. And then okay. I'm just a terrible person. So. All right. Fair enough. But it's st- fun. I won tangible things. There you go. You still had a good time. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Hung out with Carrie's mom. Hung out with Heather. Sean. John. You know, the whole crew was here. It's a fun time. Yeah, everybody was there. It's a good time. We missed you, Renee. People are asking about you. Yeah, I was helping mom move still. Mm-hmm. She's still got stuff in her storage units, and she's wanting to get those unloaded so that's not a continuing bill to pay. So we took three vehicles, and I feel like we didn't even make a dent. And I was like, coming from a Christmas person, every time I look at a tub, it said Christmas, Christmas. And I was like, how much Christmas stuff do you have in here? Is this whole unit Christmas? And she looked at me. She was like, coming from you? I said, I've got a whole storage shed dedicated to my Christmas stuff. I have three trees. That makes sense. I said, you have one tree. What is all this? She just accumulated she it all, all over the years. Had, and I'm, I, but I was like, it's tons of holiday stuff. And I was like, you've got two people that are moving in together that have had their own full house full of stuff. And I told her, I was like, somebody's going to have to get rid of something because you all don't have any room for anything else. Because I was like, I can't bring the rest of her stuff because there's nowhere to put it in her apartment. I said, so you all going to have to figure that out. I had a little similar issue, but after the derby, I took it all to the Goodwill. And they said, thank you for supporting our mission. And I said, you're welcome, sir. Did you get your tax, tax write-off paper? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yep. So... I did that. There you go. Yeah, I was uh, lost and didn't. I, was, I don't want to say I didn't know what to do with myself without recording GBS on a it was Sunday. Weird. I knew exactly what to do. <laughs> Clean my <laughs> terrible house. Yeah, it was was still weird not <laughs> to have it, not to ha- not to like have to leave the house. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it was just weird mm-hmm. because I didn't have anything to do. I mean, we cleaned up and stuff, but you know, other than that, didn't have anything to do. 
Yeah. It was weird. Yeah, I got to be outside for the dairy party. Yes, oh my God. Thank you, Jeebus. Thank you. Had the outdoor flamingo races. I did. Got yeah. to be all up in the outdoors. Yeah. The flamingos started to lose their limbs after a while. They, they always do. Their legs fall off. They get tired. <laughs> Someone got mad behind me and a flamingo just flew from out behind me and landed right at my feet. I was like, whoa. <laughs> hey. Hey now. People like people take that. I people get serious now. People get serious. They can fly. Can they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't really know that much uh, about they, flamingos. They can't. I don't think they can fly long distances. But you see big flocks of them, like you can know. They fly at the velocity in which one flew past my head. Probably. Mm. <laughs> I bet's why I got scared. I thought it was real. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I know we don't have a lot of native flamingos in Kentucky. So. No. But yeah, so- solid, solid derby, solid derby party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, underdog or a long shot one again. A longish shot, I guess. Yeah, I don't know that. The whole thing was weird, and it's it's just gotten a little bit darker, you know. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So we won't talk about that though. Oh man, this is an upbeat, happy show. Yeah. So I. Oh, I wasn't I trying to go there. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, anyway. Y'all just think because I watch horror movies, I'm dark all the time. <laughs> Untrue. Only 75% of the time. Thank you. But anyway. So. 60% of the time, all of the time. <laughs> Sex Panther. <laughs> 60% of the time, it works every time. Every time, that's right. <laughs> works 100% of what the time. A, what a great movie. Mm-hmm. Don't know if it holds up now, but you know, it's fun. It holds yeah, up. It could, yeah. No one said anything bad in it. I killed a man with a trident. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> I love lamp. I love lamp. Are you just are you saying you love things now? <laughs> Anchorman, catch it. <laughs> yes. I'm in a glass case of emotions. So hot. Milk is a bad choice. See, it's still that's the thing. That that movie still it may not be you know, I it, but it, it quotable. It's still so quotable. Oh yeah, my favorite one to say from there that I use in everyday life quite a bit is, um, if I. Sorry, Wayne. If I gave you some money from my wallet, would that ease the pain? <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. I hate you, Ron Burgundy. <laughs> That's where the tagline for this show comes from. The, yes. the sign-off comes yes. from Anchorman. Yes, yeah. What is it? Um, stay classy, stay, San Diego. Classy, stay San Diego. classy, San Diego, until someone changes the telephone. Yes. Go F, F yourself, <laughs> San Diego. <laughs> Now, the second one wasn't near as good. I didn't watch no. the second one. It wasn't. Mm, meh. No, like 15 years after the first one. Something like that. And I don't know. He ends up living in a lighthouse. And it's it's a whole thing. Yeah. See, then the magic's lost. It really is. Because they capitalize yeah. on mm-hmm. it at the right time. Right. The sequel's never that good. Well, you know, and here we go down this movie rabbit hole, like we always do at the beginning of these th- this mm-hmm. this show. But uh, that's okay. Uh, it, it, it On the, the DVD, there's a whole other movie. That they filmed basically, and it's on the DVD. I have it, and it's like a like an extra on the DVD where it is literally a whole other movie that they filmed. Now, see, I have two copies of Anchorman somehow, and I don't know if I've ever watched this the other DVD. So, hmm, let's check that out. Got them when I worked at Blockbuster Video as the yep. senior assistant manager. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bought it for fifty cents, I believe. There you go. Yeah, it's a good time. This is a good purchase. Yeah. Um, yeah. One more favorite quote from there. San Diego. I believe it's German for 
a whale's vagina. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Spanish for Saint Diego. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Who thinks of these things? I don't know. Yeah. Solid movie, I'm telling you. It really was. Good effort by Will Ferrell. And you know what else is a good effort? What we're going to do here today. Solid effort. Uh, so we'll talk about all that. But first, if you work in the restaurant industry or you have a food blog or anything related to food, just let us know because we'd love to have you on the show. You can slide into our DMs on Twitter and Instagram at HungryNKY. Or you can send us an email. We're HungryNKY at gmail.com. And then uh, I'm tired of trying to promote it video chat just come here you know <laughs> come here don't whatever. come here whatever i mean if you come here in the next little bit carrie will probably give you some chicken tenders to go yes and wings and, wings. and b-dubs wings at that yeah yes please there won't be any green beans though because no everybody ate them all already yeah because they're so good yeah that yeah. was three whole cans of green beans and a whole pound of bacon just by the way so it just and, and nobody could believe that they were canned green beans they're pretty good that's the thing yeah I, I feel like they could have used a smidge of salt myself, mm. but, okay. but that wasn't in the recipe, so it didn't follow yeah. it. Maybe next time. I don't know. So it might be like a little sprinkling, a little finishing salt. Uh-huh. There you go. Oh, there, that'd be uh-huh. good. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. a little, just a little, little salt, salt bay. Mm-hmm. Yep, salt bay. Up with the flaky. There you go. I like that. The flaky salt. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, I think I got that from a tailgate party. You did from yeah. uh, Regina of Steve yeah. and Regina, yeah. who I hope Regina is back uh, at tailgates this season because you know she had that unfortunate accident last summer, like in August, like right before the season started. She was in Georgia um, with her family on vacation, and she was wakeboarding and broke her leg, oh. like shattered her leg. I did not know that. And I'm gonna tell you, this woman must be a trooper because she didn't want to stay in the hospital in Georgia. So they drove her in a car or SUV or whatever situation they had going all the way back to Kentucky with a flipping broke leg. That's a little messed up. I think I'd have said, did she have to have surgery on it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I think I'd have had my surgery done there and said, fly me back to Kentucky, please. She didn't want to. In the helicopter. She didn't, yeah, she, she I did. I mean, that she, would be, mm-hmm. could you imagine the bill so, on that, though? They, yeah, they came back to Kentucky. I think she had to have a couple of surgeries, maybe. But, uh, you know, she was uh, she was obviously out of commission for the season. Sure. So, hopefully this season she'll be back with some more tasty pickle dip and green oh, beans yeah, and other beans. other various recipes. Yeah. Because yeah. you couldn't believe when you asked her, like, how easy that recipe was. I know. She just gave it up. <laughs> right? Most people at tailgates don't do that now. I know. It's like all big secret hush-hush stuff. Well, to be fair, you can look for it on Pinterest and a hundred recipes pop up. So, I don't think she made it up. But, you know. It's <laughs> but, good. And I don't think it was her exact recipe that I have. But it was close enough. Listen, mm-hmm. if you want to make it out there, everyone. Um, one pound of bacon and you cut. Which, I just recently learned this. You take kitchen shears and you cut the pack in half. Then if you only want half the bacon, use the empty pa- half of the pack and put it over the other half. And then you got a storage solution. Smart. Thank you, TikTok. Uh-huh. Smart. But it also works in this situation because you cut the bacon in half and then you take whole green beans, not cut green beans, whole green beans, and they're hard to find. They have at Walmart, though. And then you put like seven of them in a little bundle and roll them up with the bacon. And then you mix up brown sugar and butter and pour that, sloop that over top. And sprinkle it with garlic, a little garlic powder, and then bake it. 350 for 45 minutes. 
Yeah, really delicious. Ooh. Little finger foods in mm-hmm. there. Quite nice. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. They're always a hit everywhere I take them. Yep. And it's all because of Regina. And, 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 Regina. and canned vegetables who don't get enough love. They really don't. Oh, people are always like, you're eating canned green beans. Listen, canned and frozen vegetables are not the reject vegetables. They are picked at the peak of their ripeness and put into the can and or flash frozen. So that when you unthaw them and take them out of the can, they're fresh. So eat it. Literally. Literally. <laughs> and, you know, a staple of any good prepper pantry. Yeah. You know, zombie yeah. apocalypse, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I mean, that stuff is a, that's preserved stuff right there. It's good for a long time. I mean, after its expiration date, I, mean, I wouldn't eat it, but, you know, and they're so, good for like three years. Here, here's the funny thing that you bring this up. So people have been canning for how long? How long have people been like Centuries, ca- canning sure. vegetables, right? But canned vegetables get a bad rap. But homemade canning is good. But mm. in du- you know canning from from factory is bad. Yeah, it's like well, my granny went out there in the yard and pulled up her own precious tomatoes and put them right in the jar. Which is, I mean, it's great. Which is great. Yeah, yeah I mean, I love a good homemade tomato sauce. That's fantastic. And home canned green beans are yeah. where it's at. I've got but, two jars in my pantry right now. Yeah, they're fantastic. Mm-hmm. But also, if you can go to the store and get a sixty-nine cent, huh, sixty-nine cent can of green beans, and they're just as good. Yeah, in a pinch. In a pinch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so yeah, canning. Catch it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> get on board. Get on board. Eat it. That's right. So yeah, a little recipe corner. Mm-hmm. There you go. I like it. Oh, yeah. 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 I feel like. Did I start writing down where I was eating? I feel like I've eaten at places in the past couple of weeks. I know. Where did I eat at? Me and you have only eaten at one place. Me and you ate at Athenian Grill. Yeah. Two weeks ago. Which is very delicious. I'll talk about that while you think about it. Um, Yeah, talk about that. So, I hadn't been there. I actually honestly hadn't been there since it became a brick and mortar, to tell you the truth. Because he started out as a pop-up tent Mm -hmm. and breweries and stuff. And his food is always really, really good. And I was like thinking, it was after we were at Lauren's. And I was like, yeah, where can we go? I haven't been around here. And I was like, oh, Athenian Grill is right there. So, we went and I got Mm -hmm. the, the, um, what was it, the gyro that had lamb and beef in it, which was very delicious. And their potatoes, they got like a baked kind of potato situation going on that was very good. And uh, Sarah had the hummus. And you declared that the hummus was really good. And they gave you a ton of it. A whole plate full of hummus. I even got extra bread. And I covered every inch of the extra bread and hummus. And there was still half a plate of hummus. Yeah. So if you like hummus and uh, you want a lot of hummus, Definitely, you can go check out Athenian Grill. But that gyro was really good. And I think the plate with, you got the gyro, a side, and a drink was like $13, which, I, you know, not terrible. And that gyro was big. Yeah. It was a pretty good size gyro. Um, y'all keep going, because I still can't remember where I ate. <laughs> well, that's the only place that I've eaten, that we've eaten. Oh. There you go. I went to, uh, last weekend, it was a co-worker's birthday, so... We went out for a little dinner at Mama, a few of us did, at Mama Tequila, so I hadn't been there yet. Um, that's where the Shakespeare and Company used to be downtown, but it's owned by the same people that do El Rancho Tapatio, so, you know, it's good. Um, it was really good. Super good. I had the Burrito Vallarta, 
and it's just like uh, grilled chicken with the queso inside, and then you get like all the fixings on the side. You know, I love a good uh, beans and Mexican rice. It's fantastic. Refried beans. Love a refried bean. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our friend whose birthday it had been, they before he got there, we saw the table next to us had a birthday too, and they brought this giant, like little pedestal thing and it had sparklers on it that were going off and it had a little shot of tequila on it so we were like oh that's funny we have to do that for bradley so we asked him to do it but they brought it and i'll show you guys but um it didn't have tequila on it it just had fried ice cream but this is what it looked like oh that's still pretty cool though yeah yeah it's like a little arch and then it's got full-on like fourth of july sparklers on it it looks kind of dangerous actually sombrero it's very dangerous yeah it was a fun time. All right. I love me a good fried ice cream. Yeah, me yeah. too. And then um, we went to Harvey's downtown. I hadn't been to Harvey's since I was in college. And um, I hate to be that person, but my, how the times have changed. I was getting ready to say. Yeah. Like, we, and it's really nice in there. And it's always been really nice in there. And it was more of like, which Lexington doesn't really have any clubs. But if you were going to go to like a club like environment, it was always Harvey's. And Hugo's. It was like you went into Harvey's and then Hugo's next door is more of like a dance club type uh, okay. situation. Was this after, I guess this was after A1A got torn down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I never went to A1A because it was gone before I even came here to college. All right. But um, there was, yeah, you had to, have, there was a dress code to go in there when I had been there the last time in college. Like they wouldn't let guys in if they had on shorts. Or if they were wearing a hat, or if they were wearing tennis shoes. Like, you had to have on, like, dress clothes to go in there for guys. And then girls were always dressed up anyway, because you know how girls are going out. But, um, they no longer have a dress code. There were people in there with, like, jeans that were literally just barely hanging on. They had so many holes in them. With, like, big old Jordans, which is fine. Mm -hmm. You know, I wear Jordans. I got another pair this week. (laughs) But, um... Yeah, it was just, it was different. It's a different vibe, but, like, we even went outside to the Grove part, because those people hadn't been to the Grove, and then I did my whole ceremonial, well, you look out there and you see a hotel. Back in my day, there was someone was like, oh, that used to be a field, and I was like, no, it used to be the Dame, and Mia's, and that weird jewelry store, whatever else, that cigar shop that was over there. Then it was an empty hole. Then it was a field. Now it's a hotel. So, you know. Yes. You are correct. The landscape has changed, but the bar inside there is still good, and they had a really good old-fashioned. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. The Elwood, I think, is what it's called, and it has um, it has somebody's <laughs> bourbon in it. But, yeah, it was good. I can't remember. I don't remember whose. It was a fancy bourbon, though. Hmm. Um, if I remember it, I'll blurt it out later. But, yeah, a very nice, good old-fashioned. We got to sit in the window and do people watch it. So, it's uh-huh. good, yeah. good deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think I ate anything else after that. But nothing to write home about anyway. But I am going to Charleston, South Carolina next week. So, on the next episode, I'll have lots of food things to talk about. Hopefully. Yes. All right. What uh-huh. about you, Renee? I actually finally got to try the Maple Street Biscuit Company, which I have been dying to try. Um, I thought it was pretty good. I actually went and dined in. And um, <clears throat> they actually, they're making their biscuit from 
scratch and you can actually see their workspace and you can see the flower out there and all their equipment they're working with. So this is definitely not like a frozen biscuit that they just throw in the oven. They're making it there. And uh, I got thing. It was called the farmer and it was chicken, bacon and cheese and apple butter. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to feel about the apple butter with that combination. So I asked them to put it on the side that way I could try it just in case if I liked it or not. And it actually, I thought the biscuit had a lot of flavor. Um, there's nothing worse than a bland biscuit that just tastes like flour. And it was a little crumbly, but that just tells me that it was homemade. Um, and then the apple butter, I also had a lot of good seasoning and stuff in it. thought it was delicious. Um, my friend also got there. They have a cinnamon chip biscuit that has like a vanilla glaze over top of it and we tried it and it was really good uh, they have all kinds of coffee and drink options uh, that you can have in there uh, she got a it's like having an omelet but they made it in a waffle iron so um, I thought that was kind of kind of different I was like I'm gonna try that with the hubs at home because I have a uh, waffle maker and that'd be something different and besides any time that I try to fold over an omelet I always break it it never gets the good perfect fold so this will give me an excuse to not ruin his his uh, omelet but uh, all in all like I did like it and I enjoyed it and I think I would definitely I would definitely be going back yeah it was mm -hmm. good the one time that I had it I would like to go there I think mm -hmm. and try it might be I like the atmosphere yeah. of it everything was clean everybody was nice <laughs> Um, and it was kind of modern the way it was, everything was set up and like, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. That's Highly awesome. recommend. Glad you got to go. Mm -hmm. All righty. Well, I think this is a, as good a time as ever to roll into our first segment. Renee's report. Okay. We're going to, we're going to start off. Kind of with sad news, and then we're going to end with happy news. So, um, it was just announced this uh, just a few days ago that one of Lexington's long-time re uh, restaurants is, will be closing its doors. Uh, McGee's Bakery, that's been on Main Street, um, is closing its doors after 67 years of business. That's a long time to be an establishment here in Lexington. Um, so just wanted to read you a little bit from behind the scenes of that. It's been on Main Street since 1956. And the story is that of McGee's goes back to the 1920s where Leslie Fiber McGee learned the art of baking at Berea College. McGee and his wife moved to Maysville where he established the first bakery location. With the arrival of the IBM company in the 1950s, the rapid growth of Lexington, McGee established the Lexington location in 1956. McGee's held to their belief in their value of made-from-scratch baking and has uh, proudly offered made-from-scratch biscuits, pastries, donuts, and other gourmet baked goods. The bakery was the first location in Lexington to offer satellite locations inside grocery stores throughout the city. Uh, so, like, then, then this, this coming weekend is going to be their last weekend that you're going to be able to go in there and be able to get anything or 
buy souvenirs or take pictures or anything that you uh, that you want to do. Um, have any of you guys ever been to McGee's? Much like Parkette, I guess blame me for this because I never went, never uh, never had anything from there. Nobody ever bought me anything from there. Well, that's just rude. Sorry. <laughs> Why didn't anyone buy anything from McGee's for Carrie? I don't know. It's too late now. Yeah. yeah. Well, you could go this weekend. Mm-hmm. I could, but <laughs> that's effort. <laughs> you maybe you can go. Yeah, we can go pre-podcast, maybe. No, you can't. Oh, I, you could. <laughs> I could. <laughs> yeah. The royal we could. Oh, I see. Yeah. Oh, we're still on the coronation thing. Yeah. Okay. Always. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I had it a couple of times. Admittedly, mm-hmm. I never really had it until the pandemic. But um, it was good. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Yeah. Kind of bummed to see a local business go, but, you know, times be a-changing, I guess. So... Yeah, yeah, that's that's a bummer. Yeah, I, yeah, I hate that. I've I've only been in there a couple of times myself too, um, but I still you still hate to see mm-hmm. any business go out of business. So yeah. So um, anyway, well, so with our next thing, it is currently Coffee Tea Week, and um, Craft Beer Week is coming up right afterwards. Um, so. Coffee Tea Week here in Lexington is uh, May 7th through the 13th. If you go to LexingtonCoffeeWeek.com, you're going to be able to see all the uh, coffee shops, um, pictures of their drinks, the description of the drinks. Um, They have them separated in categories um, for for you. So if you want to look at the tea specifically or if you want to look at the coffee specifically. So there was a few that uh, popped up on here that I had not heard of. Uh, Chaotic Good. I hadn't heard of that one. It's a coffee, comic, and games place on South Broadway. Um, So they're offering both. Let's see. It looks like All Common Grounds is on here. Far Out Espresso. No? I think it's from Georgetown, maybe, that moved here. Uh, I was going to say East High Street in Lexington. Let's see. Java Jukebox. Uh, Kenwick Table. Old School Coffee. It's on Mill Street. I hadn't heard of that one. Mm-hmm. The Creature's Cauldron Cafe. Is that Harry Potter kind oh, okay. of themed one? It's on North Broadway. Third Street Stuff and Coffee. On North Lawn? Yeah, Third Street Stuff. Yes, yeah, Third Street Stuff's been around it's forever. Been Has it? Yeah, oh, yeah. It's like yeah. Transy. Yeah, it's like right across the street from Transy. Mm-hmm. Oh, across okay. the street from Noodles. Yeah. Um, but those are those are just a few that are all offering uh, different different uh, varieties. And oh, that, that far out espresso is where Ramsey's used to be on High Street. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's I know where, where that that's, is. That's where, that, that's where that is. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, okay, I know where that one's at. Um, but, yeah, get out and try some of these and uh, check out local businesses and uh, check out their selections. It looks like they've got some good things going on there. Um, and then lastly, there is going to be a Bluegrass Barbecue Festival on May 19th through May 20th at the Moondance Amphitheater in Lexington. Where is that? 
Master Sensation, I think. No, it it's over. Um, it's over off Harrisburg Road, I think. Oh, it's over there somewhere. Actually, it's over there somewhere. Uh, they've got local and regional barbecue folks will kick off a summer serving serious barbecue in a family-friendly atmosphere, and it's presented by uh, Smiley Pete Publishing, which is the same people that put on a lot of these weeks, and they actually uh, try to do a really good job. With their presentation and stuff. It's Beaumont. You, oh, we were both yeah. wrong. It's in Beaumont? Yeah. Okay. I don't guess you were right. Off Parentsburg Road. Yeah, yeah. It's cl- I was close. Palomar. It's that Palomar area. Hmm. Okay. Uh, there's going to be all kinds of uh, different music lineup for both days, both Saturday. Uh, it looks like Friday and Saturday. And um, I was like, you can't go wrong. With some good barbecue. So, and this is going to be one of many that we'll see throughout the year. Yeah, is that the one that used to be downtown? Owner? I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. Guess we'll find out later in the summer. Yeah. I think it might be the one that used to be downtown. Yeah. Because I went to the, I went to that one like once or twice. Mm -hmm. It was, it was nice. It was fun. I liked it when it was downtown. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just kind of wandered around a couple of blocks downtown. I had free parking. Had Sav's Chill. That's the best part. Sav's Chill is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good time. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, those were good reports. Thank you. You're now back welcome. to Carrie. <laughs> okay, so we have a little, I'm going to call it a combo. A little combo of segments an old one and a current one so we got everybody wants to try some food but then we also got a food fight cage match ding, 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 ding. yeah so let's just do them together because we only have one thing to try so the thing we're trying is brought to us by renee mm-hmm. so on the last episode you may remember that renee was talking about the elusive pink pineapple well, we now have it in our possession. So it's called Pink Glow, um, the jewel of the jungle, the Pink Glow Pineapple from Costa Rica. A rare treat indeed, That's what it says on the box. Pink Pineapple grown in Costa Rica. Yep. It does come in a fancy box. It has little windows on box. it. and oh. Yeah, Del Monte. Yeah, let's see here. Del Monte. This elegantly packaged treat is perfect for transforming that pina colada into a pinka colada. (laughs) A centerpiece at your next party or a gift to the person who will now truly have everything. Do you feel like you truly have everything now, Renee? I do. Awesome. Well, what did you guys think of the pink glow pineapple? I mean, I thought it was good. Uh, I think <laughs> I think my issue with it, I decided as I ate through my piece, okay. is that the rind, there's like a rind part, and mm-hmm. that's sour. And when I first bit into it, that's what I got. And I was like, oh, this is super sour. But then when I got into the middle of it, mm-hmm. it, was, yeah. it was pretty good. It was, it was sweet, and it was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Carrie had a visceral reaction to the first bite. Mm, very sour. That I did not agree with. Yes. But I think, because as I got to the end, there was like another like, like, rind i'll call it a rind part Mm -hmm. that was that was sour but the middle was pretty good um i don't know about it tasting like a pink starburst necessarily that's that's what the guy had told me i think it tastes like uh, it's good pineapple yeah it tastes like a pineapple to me but i like pineapple Mm -hmm. um it's definitely good and it's something different um i would like to have i should have brought like a regular 
pineapple to have comparison or taste, but yeah, because I don't think this is as sweet as a regular pineapple. Uh-uh, no, not nearly as sweet, which is good because mm-hmm. sometimes pineapple gets too sweet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Could be, can be too sweet and sticky. Maybe that's why Hawaii don't want them in the country. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, it's not sweet enough for Hawaii. But yeah, overall, pretty good. It kind of yeah. looks like a grapefruit. And it does. A pineapple had a baby. It does mm-hmm. kind of the col- the color maybe, of it. Looking at it from this angle, also maybe a watermelon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a light colored watermelon. Yeah. Yeah. So, I can see that. Yeah, a melon turn, pineapple turn, some sort of other citrus. <laughs> it is a little pricey. This bad boy is twelve bucks. Oh wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. How much is a regular full on pineapple anyway? I've only bought chunks of pineapple. Don't know. Let's I've see. I've never physically bought a full on pineapple and like done the thing where you rip the top of uh-huh. it off and done that. That sounds like a lot of work. Yeah, like I legit cut this before I brought it in. I brought the box and I took pictures of it before I cut it. But I actually sit there and cut the round off of it and everything. Dang, we did a good job. Well, thanks. I like it. Let's see. Um, but it's definitely different. Now we just need we need to find the blue bananas. Well, y'all are on your own eating those because yeah, Carrie can't. I eat can't them. eat no. bananas, blue or otherwise. So it's this says like Aldi Aldi savers pineapples a dollar sixty nine each. Hmm. But Matt, that might be a, have been an on sale. This this says tells me that a pound of whole pineapple typically costs about two seventy five. I wonder Let's what see how much it costs at the Kroger. I was going to say get on the Kroger app online. Um, a full a whole pineapple at Kroger is two fifty. Okay, so okay, so this is definitely more expensive. And yeah. you can use your SNAP benefit. Well, there you on go. a whole pineapple. So there you go. Yeah. It's, see, it's accessible for everybody, and that's what I like. Much like canned green beans accessible for everyone on any budget yeah for sure yeah yeah i mean yeah that's one of those like you know purchases just to say you kind of had it or you know if you're having a a, an occasion to purchase it and be like ooh, look it's pink pineapple yeah so yeah fun maybe not you know as a as a everyday fruit eating item but fun a novelty of sorts yeah novelty fruit all right those are always fun yeah Mm -hmm. Not a good novelty. Thanks, Renee. Yeah, thanks, Renee. Also, thanks for uh, sponsoring this uh, Food Fight Cage match, too. So You're um, welcome. We also talked last week about how KFC is trying to come for Chick-fil-A with these nugs mm-hmm. made of the breast meat instead of whatever mystery meat we eat in every other kind of chicken nugget. So whatever right. part of the chicken they're using for that, I'm not upset about. I love all chicken Nuggets equally. I'll eat whatever one you put in front of me. Had chicken nuggets for dinner last night like a child. Um, But anyway, we're going to do a little food fight cage match, although it's chain versus chain this time. Yes. But we got KFC chicken nugs Mm -hmm. and Chick-fil-A chicken nugs. And Mm -hmm. first impression here, they look almost identical. Almost. Mm -hmm. But the more I've been studying them. By studying them, I mean eating them and taking a little bite and looking at them and really savoring each bite and doing a little introspection and actual right. inspection, you know, about myself and the chicken. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and say my thoughts on them. The The Chick-fil-A one, you know, it's fine. It's a Chick-fil-A. It tastes like you expect. The KFC also tastes like what you expect. You can taste all 11 of those herbs and spices, which I appreciate. I love 
I'm a stand for KFC. I'll say it. I'm not ashamed. I love KFC. Come for me, internet. I'm right here. I like KFC, and y'all can just deal with it. And their mashed potatoes and gravy are the bomb. Thank you. But I feel like tasting them side by side. The Chick-fil-A one, it's like a little bit. It doesn't have as much flavor, but it's kind of sweet. Like a smidge sweet. Almost like there's a little bit of honey in there or something. Yeah. Um, Which one do I like better, would you I almost feel like they put powdered sugar in their flour. I could see that. Yeah. Because it did have a sweetness that the other one doesn't have. Um, They they suck their chicken in in pickle juice. Which is legit. I did that at my house. I made a copycat Chick-fil-A sandwich and it was the bomb. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I... I have always kind of thought that they put a little powdered sugar in their flour. Yeah, there's some sort of sweetness mm-hmm. in there. And it's I hadn't thought of it before until I tried it next to something really savory. But I think I like them both. But these KFC ones might be just a smidge better. They're bigger. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's more texture to them when you bite into them. On my, my end, though, anyway. So, I'm going to go with KFC. All right. Well, in full disclosure, I did not eat the Chick-fil-A ones. I felt like I didn't need to since I've been eating their tendies for <laughs> three days straight. And uh, they're essentially the same thing. I mean, mm-hmm. it's the same. Yeah. Yeah, right. Um, but I, did, I did eat a KFC one. Mm-hmm. I've been excited to try the KFC ones. And they are. They're just basically little miniature bites of their just basic regular chicken, right? Yeah, it's, not, it's almost like they take the chicken breasts and yeah. just pull them apart. And yeah. Which I like that better than the slurry of one that you get at at mcdonald's yeah uh, i like this yeah it, like when because when you look into it it literally looks like piece of chicken meat instead of whatever that is yeah but there's something to be said about those mcdonald's nugs they are so good. good they are With good the ranch. no hot mustard mm, no, ranch. no okay hot mustard is my jam but um yeah, those those KFC ones are good. They really are. I mean, they they delivered what they promised. So I would actually give them like just based on what's on the table, I'd give them the edge. Yeah. Although you know, in the future, I'm not gonna, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say in near future, but in future future, I'm not going to say no to a Chick Fil A nug. No, 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 no. Um, but uh, yeah, I would I would purchase those. I would encourage people to purchase those KFC ones. These are better, way better than the popcorn chicken they used to have. Yes, because yes, that popcorn chicken can it get hard. Yeah, and it didn't really have the, the flavor. Chicken, yeah, this has the actual fried chicken recipe mm-hmm. flavor on it. So if you're well, not, I also feel like there were times that you would be you would get into some of those, and there was less chicken and more mm-hmm. of the breading on the outside. They yeah. just yeah. got fried, and you weren't actually getting right. Chicken. You were just getting fried right. ball breading. Right. No, right. yeah, and then these seem to be actually white meat chicken with mm-hmm. just the breading on. So, like, mm-hmm. if you don't want to buy like a bucket of chicken or something like mm-hmm. that, or do they even have the chicken strips anymore? I think so. Mm-hmm. Or you don't want like chicken strip. And how many nugs did you get, Renee? Like twelve. Twelve. That is so. Yeah, I mean, and we're still there's still like half of them in there. Right, We've been working through. These yeah, things, yeah, so I, I'm I'm voting for KFC. Yeah. So I'm going to be the odd person in the, at the table. Um, so to me, KFC is trying to be like Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A already had this uh, chicken nug situation under control, and they they already put out a really great product. For me, like. The chicken nuggets at KFC, they're fine. They do have their flavor, whatever. But for me, my heart is 100% Chick-fil-A. They're just the right amount of pepper right? in this KFC one. You know what else I like about the KFC ones? What? You can get them on Sunday. 
Oh, that hurt. Thank you. That Um, hurt. Mic dropped. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. Good point, Carrie. Good point. Well, it was a compelling argument, Renee, but um, KFC takes this one. I think so. In a slight majority, so. Yeah. KFC's the winner. Ding, 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 ding. ding. I remember the last time we did something with KFC in Critchfield. Mm Mm-hmm. And as much as I like to like a local thing, KFC was just better that day. Yeah. Yeah. I think me and Nate both agree. I believe so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I've had I've had the Critchfield chicken since then. Sure. When you get it it's really good. fresh, it's really good. Mm-hmm. I just think we didn't have a fresh batch, so that's all. It's fine. And sometimes you don't get the fresh batch. Well, full disclosure, Renee got biscuits from Chick-fil-A too, or from KFC too, and they're harder than a rock I was like, out I on could, the street. I was going to say, I could throw them at a window and it break it yeah you could bust somebody's car window probably window. could yeah all right well we had a kentucky winner here and i've got yep. a kentucky winner here for my hinky history lesson thank you thank you yeah so it was derby weekend this past weekend so let's keep it local to louisville shall we we don't live there but we're close close enough and um, when you think about Kentucky and Louisville, a few things come to mind. Horses, you know, said the Derby. Uh, bourbon and college basketball. But one thing that's just as popular here, especially in Louisville, is the titan of the food industry. Everyone talks about it. It's what Louisville's known for. First created at the Brown Hotel in 1926. Get out of my head because I was just thinking, <laughs> oh, I should, I should do a history of this. Kentucky's oh. flagship dish, the hot brown, mm-hmm. became an overnight sensation, literally. And I should say that I got all of this except for the parts I editorialized from an Eater article called How the Gooey, Cheesy Hot Brown Became a Kentucky Icon. So, okay. so go check that article out if you want to. It's actually really good. And I did not lift every word from it there, so... I left some of it a mystery for you to go read yourself. Oh, there you go. Okay. So, we say it became an overnight sensation, literally. Excuse me. Because the official story of the hot brown goes like this. In the 1920s, the Brown Hotel hosted lavish dinner dances during which patrons would work up an appetite, dancing and merrymaking. One night, see what happened at night, instead of the usual ham and eggs that the hotel would serve to the hungry dancers... Uh, head chef Fred Schmidt concocted a new dish with items he had on hand in the hotel kitchen. He called it the hot brown after the hotel. He uh, invented at the hotel nearly 100 years ago. The decadent open face sandwich is a close cousin to both Welsh rarebit and the croque monsieur, which is delicious, made with a hand-carved turkey, bacon, tomato, Texas toast, and more sauce. The bread, crust removed for aesthetics and a more even texture, is placed in a broiling dish and topped with turkey, halved Roma tomatoes, and Mornay sauce, which is simply a bechamel with the addition of cheese. Strips of bacon are laid on top to form an X, and the whole dish is placed under the broiler. Once hot and bubbling, it's finished with pecorino romano, parsley, and paprika. Hopefully it's smoked paprika, because that's the way to go. Yep. Okay. Anyway, according to Albert W.A. Schmid, no relation to Schmidt to the chef, uh, author of the hot brown Louisville's legendary open face sandwich. The dish was likely created on a cold night. Something warm to eat on a frigid winter night during a break from dancing on the rooftop at the Brown Hotel, he wrote. Historical records showed that Chef Smith also created a cold brown, which was served at the hotel in the wa- warmer months. The sandwich was still open faced but made with rye bread, turkey or chicken, lettuce, hard boiled egg, and Thousand Island dressing. Which, eh, 
Good for a salad, but not on a sandwich. Uh, well, we can see that one didn't exactly take off. <laughs> exactly. So ultimately, it was only the hot brown that would catch on. Often imitated, never duplicated, the hot brown has seen its fair share of competitors. Around the same time that Chef Schmidt was cooking up the first, the very first hot brown, Chef Edouard Vogeli at the Mayfair Hotel in St. Louis was whipping up a similar dish. Called the Prosperity Sandwich, it was an open-faced sandwich with turkey, ham, bacon, and cheese sauce. In the mid-30s, another open-faced sandwich called the Turkey Devonshire was created in Pittsburgh at Stratford Club. Even though word was spreading all up and down the Mississippi River about this new creation, no one could ever live up to the hype that is the hot brown sandwich. The hot brown is many things. A celebration of place, a simple dish elevated by a derivative of one of the mother sauces of classic French cuisine, a culinary fascination. Sorry. But many believe the exact recipe for the hot brown has changed in its nearly 100 years since it was first created, with the details differing even among brown hotel employees. Schmid, who is also a chef and lived in Louisville for 17 years, says the sandwich may have been first served with pimentos instead of tomatoes. The Brown Hotel's current executive chef, James Adams, claims the dish was originally made with peaches instead of tomatoes, which which the author of this uh, article corroborates. Peaches were lavish at the time, he says. When you wanted to impress people back then, you gave them fruit. And this was during, like, right at the very beginning of the Depression, too, the Great Mm -hmm. Depression. Uh, the bacon may have been added at a later date, too. Legend has it that the original chefs put the sandwich out there, and some pain-in-the-neck waiter said, it's all the same color. So the chef put two pieces of bacon on top. Sh- Salmon explains, the author of the article. So it's very possible there wasn't, e- there wasn't bacon on it the first night it was invented. The Brown Hotel underwent a renovation for several years, from the mid-70s to the mid-80s, and when the establishment opened back up in 1984, along came an updated version of the sandwich. Made without tomatoes and using a different sauce made of milk, eggs, and cream, this recipe has not withheld the test of time. It wasn't until Chef Joe Castro came onto the scene at the Brown Hotel in 1990 that the true hot brown came back into its own. Even though you can find the recipe online for the iconic dish, the Brown Hotel actually posts on their website. It's not the real deal recipe. It's similar to the recipe they use, but they don't give away the secret recipe. Only three people in the world know the real recipe for the hot brown. One of them is the current chef. While it may have originated as a late-night drunk food, during Prohibition, no less. That was it, too. Prohibition and the Great Depression. What a great time. (laughs) It's also plenty popular with more sober guests. The Brown Hotel sells an average of 1,000 hot brown sandwiches per week. And on Derby Weekend, this past weekend, it sells that number in just three days. At any given time, we could be serving 100 people and 90 of the orders will be hot browns, says Adams. The hotel also serves a half-size hot brown, a vegetarian hot brown with portobello mushrooms and ratatouille, and even specials like hot brown fries, though it doesn't promote these spinoffs. We don't advertise the variations because we don't want to put them up against the hot brown, Adams says. We have to stay true to what we do. The hot brown is served in a multitude of restaurants, not only in Louisville, but all over the Commonwealth of Kentucky. While there may be many tasty options out there, I personally enjoy the one from Columbia Steakhouse. I mean, it's very creamy. If you want to try out the best, then you got to hightail it up to the Brown Hotel for a decadent piece of history. Good history. Yeah. Thank you. I liked it. Yeah, I was just thinking about doing that one. I was like, ah, I should do the Hot Brown, but now you've already done it, but that's okay. Yeah. I like the one at Shamrocks. Have you ever had it? 
don't think so. It's really good. I don't gravitate to them these days. I don't because either. They're so, so rich and heavy, decadent and heavy. Right? It's like I feel like I'm I'm trying to lose weight. I feel like I'm gonna gain three pounds every time I have a hot brown. And I used to be real addicted to a hot brown in college. I'd eat that one from Columbia's like once a week. No wonder she gained the freshman thirties. <laughs> yeah, they. It really is. It really is heavy. Almost like you want to split it with somebody. Yeah. And the level of sodium in it too is it's it's oh, a lot. Sure. I yeah. want to try that vegetarian one. Yeah, I'd eat the half size one. That would be. Yeah, perfect. half size one would be or good. Or the fries, the hot brown fries. Yeah. Um, when I went to the Boone Tavern this last time, my mom had their hot brown, mm-hmm. and she really likes it. But it's so big there. I think she took four bites of it and was like, "I'm full." Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> It looked good though. She said she liked it, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah. You to, really, to. really got to be prepared to not eat the rest of the day if you have one. Yeah, yeah. It's a, I don't. So, so since the the bread is soaked in the in the cheese sauce, that wouldn't really be something that you could take home and for leftover because that no, you bread can. Yeah, you can. I mean, the bread's already sogged out. Might as well right? just go ahead and okay. Yeah, I didn't know how good that would be. <laughs> I just yeah. didn't know how good it would be left over. Yeah, no. Ooh, I bet it would good. be good if you like reheated it in the air fryer. Ooh. Yeah. Or the toaster oven. Yeah. Or, ooh, oh, hold on. Get that thing on a real hot cast iron on the stovetop. Ding, ding, ding. There you go. Winter. Man, I want a hot brown. Yeah. I feel, I feel like. <laughs> it's been years. I feel like it could be reheated okay. You think yeah. so? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe take the tomatoes off or something yeah you know hot tomatoes get high stringy right yeah Mm -hmm. before you heated it up or whatever but yeah 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 i feel like it reheats okay yeah i think so dang i'll have to get a hot brown for dinner but again it's one of it's it's one of those things i think if you live here it's not something that you like think about getting necessarily you know what i'm saying yeah Mm -hmm. like but when you're from out of town or you have maybe you used to live here you don't live here anymore and you come back you're like oh man i gotta get a hot brown absolutely like Mm -hmm. everybody so every like big city and every region has like a thing like that right so sure yeah absolutely cincinnati's got their dumb chili (laughs) kansas city has a barbecue and the ocean has its seafood. <laughs> I can't think of other places. New York has its pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally, like, yeah. Texas has its Tex-Mex. Like, everybody has things that they're known for. Sure. And Louisville and, like, this area is known for the hot brown. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I just can't eat one every day because I might <laughs> pass away at an early age no, from heart disease. No one should eat one every no, day. Please no, please don't eat one every day. That's like a maybe a once once every three month treat or once, if you're gonna do it once a year for me maybe it's been yeah. at least five years since i've had one yeah it's been a while for me so it might be time i don't know and i've never had one from the brown so no i haven't mm-hmm. either field trip field trip N- never i've never even been to the brown hotel i haven't either i, have I don't either. think have i maybe i've been to a concert there I was going to say, I've just been to the Gall House. Yeah, know. I'm pretty sure I've been there for a concert, actually. St. Vincent. Okay. It's a pretty good show. Okay. But I did not have the hot brown. Just wanted to go back. But yeah, mm-hmm. so yeah. Love a good hot brown. Good history. Thank you. Okay. Well, I think that's going to do us here. Got our drinks left over. Renee, I see you've just got a water there. I do. In your Richard cup. Yep. I have a suggestion from Mr. Scott. So this is the new... He was telling about telling us about it on Instagram. The new Mountain Dew flavor for the summer. Uh, Mountain Dew 
it's making me think of that song that summer breeze oh makes me seals and croft or yeah. the better the better version is the typo negative cover of that song summer Ooh. breeze go check that out i will check that out you should i like a prog cover of yes. a yacht rock song it's good uh, but this one's called summer freeze okay summer freeze Makes, makes me feel fine <laughs> blowing through the jasmine in my mind yeah i don't remember all the words to it but it's a uh, it's due with a blast of summer americana it's got a little knockoff um what are they called the not a blow pop but uh like the bomb rocket, pop the bomb pop. bomb pop yeah so and it smelled like a bomb pop when i took the cap off and it kind of tastes like one it's pretty good okay if you like the bomb pops check it out so full disclosure Mm-hmm. It's made your lips blue. <laughs> it's made your teeth blue. Good. So, just full disclosure on that. Are you sure they weren't blue to begin with? Sometimes I'm breathing. No, because I looked over at you at one point and I was like, why is your lip blue? Oh. <laughs> it can't be any worse than the time like, you ate that stuff from Lauren and your whole entire mouth turned like dark green. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, it's not. It was just funny because I thought I thought maybe you got like news, like print on your, your <laughs> mouth. And I was like, where did you get that? And then it dawned on me that it was the drink. Oh, or and that I, I'd been chewing on my blue ballpoint so i decided i decided to wait until the I'm end glad it's the mountain dew not the ink pen <laughs> yeah right i decided to wait until the end when you were reviewing the drink to tell you that just just so you know if you drink this drink you're gonna have blue lips. you're gonna have blue lips and the yeah. yes and what's the tongue yes yeah awesome <laughs> yeah. yeah just like the popsicle yeah yeah exactly yeah. the whole experience yeah. i'm not going anyway i don't care if my lips are blue <laughs> but yeah sometimes yeah. When you have asthma, your lips turn blue and people get real concerned. <laughs> don't worry. I'm okay. And now I'm just drinking this Mountain Dew. That's all yeah. reason. All right. There you go. Uh, what did you have to drink? Uh, the Yoritos Mango. Very summery. Very good. Um, yeah. Naki SB Dunks are coming that, that are Yorito. Um, I almost said Yorito flavored. Um, branded. And they're really cool. You should look them up. Because they don't look like much on the surface. It just looks like a white and orange Nike dunk with burlap on it, mm-hmm. but you can actually cut away the burlap with an exacto knife and make your own design out of it. Oh, cool. Kind of like peeling into a fruit. Oh, I like it. Yeah. Oh, neat. So check it out. I think it has green on it too. But yeah, so for all you sneakerheads out there, but apparently they're like super limited. So don't know if you can get it, Carrie. I was going to say, which probably means they cost a lot. And then what if you screw it up? Like, what if you screw up the, and you're like, I screwed it up again. (laughs) (laughs) And you never get another pair ever. (laughs) Nah. Cool. Well, that was a good episode. was. Yeah. 103 in the books. That's right. And if you want to hear the other 102 episodes (laughs) of Hungry in Kentucky, or see what we're doing online, which eh, sometimes is stuff. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at HungryKY. You can send us an email, HungryKY at gmail.com. And you can find our show wherever it is that you find podcasts every other Wednesday. And then where do we find our blog? Uh, blog is Bluegrass Bourbon and Eats. We're on Facebook and Instagram under Bluegrass Bourbon and Eats. We are on Twitter at BB and Eats. And website is BBNeats.com. And where do we find you at, Carrie? On Twitter at GRLS Sports. On Instagram, on Facebook. We are everywhere. Good podcasts are free. Well, thanks again for listening to Hungry in Kentucky. And as always, stay hungry, Kentucky. Stay hungry, Kentucky.